As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to the Andy Staples Show, presented by Sling. And uh, it's, it's time a Lannister always pays his debts, and, and I always pay off my bets. And I bet Ari that Alabama would cover the spread against Texas. They did not, which means I got to consume this bottle of Bijan Mustardson, which is Bijan Robinson's Dijon Mustard, if you didn't already know, before the end of this broadcast. Ari's here. Nicole Auerbach's here. All the stars are out. Guys, you may have to do a lot of talking during this show, so I hope you're ready. Yeah, I mean, depending on how long it, you're like, depending on your strategy, it just might be a Nicole and Ari show today. Because, you know, I, yeah. I heard something about a pretzel delivery. So if you're going to be putting it on something. Um, yeah, look at this. Look my at cheat this code. tray of pretzels. The pretzels look so good, too. Is this like a local spot? Is this a chain? Like, where do we order pretzels from? Uh, no, this is at the grocery store. These are actually pretzel hot dog buns. But I figured they they could cover a lot of mustard. Did you so. Did you heat them up? I did. Okay, good. Okay. Um, so you could just pour mustard into the middle, like where you would put a hot dog. I could I, and eat it like a dog. I, I am going to try not to. I want to try to do this in the spirit in which it was intended. If I need to, I will. I have not really eaten anything today. That is not a strategy by me. That is, I do the intermittent fasting, so normally I don't eat till like 11 a.m. or noon. But you can't break intermittent fasting with mustard. Well... We there's zero trying. calories you sure, in it. You sure, you sure can. I yeah. think you can actually eat mustard during intermittent fasting. Oh, you can. There's no calories. I, I'm just, I'm just, cons- I'm not worried about the calories. I am worried about how this is going to affect an empty stomach. But Why I don't you just be a today. man and put it down your gullet in one swoop of it? I bet you could, I bet you Squirt. that you could. You're, I, I, you're, you're asking me to chug the mustard. That's exactly what I would do if I would have lost. Squirt it down your throat. Just, Come on. Like, I mean, you got to get right, started. Like, We're two and a half minutes into this guys, thing already. Guys, we yeah, got to have go, some ceremony. Can we have a little ceremony here? All right. <laughs> here it is. Bijan Robinson's Dijon Mustard. Bijan Mustardson. It's like a touchdown in your mouth, it says on the bottle. Hold on. Let me read the back of the bottle for you because it's tremendous. Sounds like he's stalling to me, Nicole. He I'm a football player whose only mission is to score touchdowns. But there was one defense I couldn't score on. My taste buds. So I kidnapped a bunch of chefs and forced them to throw away the playbook and make a Dijon mustard that's smooth, 
rich with a Texas kick. Now you're in the co- now you're in now you're the coach and your mouth is the field. Put my mustard in the game and win the Taste Bud Championship. And by the way, the website for this stuff says it will break your mouth's ankles. So let's do it. All right. It also says shake well. So I am now shaking well. <laughs> I am opening All it right. up. We got the foil. We got the foil cap. So we're gonna pull that off. I can't tell you how gratifying Fresh. it is that Texas is the reason you have to do this. Mm. This is good mustard. You like it's mustard, thick. right? Love I mustard. I told you it's good. I try. I tried it like two weeks ago. It's good. All right. So I must consume this whole bottle by show's end. We're going to pick games against the spread, which we got a lot of interesting games. Uh, what to watch for presented by Sling. I'm going to give you that right now. Oklahoma, Nebraska, big noon kickoff. Scott Frost just got fired. Oklahoma coming in as a 10.5 point favorite, which seems a little low given what we've seen from Nebraska. But I'm going to start drinking mustard and we're going to start talking about these games, which, by the way, all the lines over unders presented by BetMGM, our friends at BetMGM. He is so, stalling. He to, he, like, just he take, will not take the big start. cap off. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if it's more like a field goal in my mouth or a touchdown in my mouth. I feel like that. Uh, yeah, I feel like you could just do it. Like, just keep doing that. How many squirts like that do you think it is? Like five more, ten more? No. Yeah, it's probably there's nine like ounces in this bottle. bottle. It's a nine ounce. Yeah, there's but, more. Yeah, this is a lot of mustard. Okay, no, but see, I think squirt. I think the squirt squirting is the right approach here because you can get a large group. It's like a, taking a shot, right? Like you're taking guess, a shot of the mustard. Yeah. I told you guys that early in my career when I covered high school sports. Now, I never saw this, and it's funny because I actually ran into the trainer from my high school the other day and asked him this. I was covering some game like in Newport Ritchie, Florida, and some kid comes off the you know comes off the field, goes on the sidelines, he's cramping up. You know, one of those September, it's ninety billion degrees in Florida, and the trainer starts squirting a bottle of yellow mustard down this kid's gullet. And I pull the trainer aside. I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, it's for the cramps. And I, so I asked the trainer it, from my high school. Just, I was like, this is-, is that scientific? He's like, no. <laughs> well, aren't I was going to say, aren't pickles part of that too? Like that will give it's you pickles. Salt, yes. for- Isn't it sodium yeah. related? I, I believe that. I believe the pickle juice is sodium related. Um, this is interesting. So there's a lot of stuff going on in here. You know, you've got some stone ground action uh, that feel something that yep. felt like kind of a little twig in my mouth just now. I don't know if that's exactly how it breaks my mouth's ankles, but it's trying. Are you enjoying you the mustard? He looks like it. He is. It's pretty good. I'm not going to lie. It, 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 it is very good, good mustard. mustard. If it you is. are in the Austin area and you would like to support a very good student athlete, you could pick up a bottle of Bijan Mustardson. I'm not being you paid for this. You can also order it. You can also order it because I assume yes, that's how you website. got it. Uh, and that's they how might I have got. reached out and provided some bottles because they do oh, appreciate wow. us talking about it. Yeah, full disclosure. Some but I feel like you're not even you're not even having a hard time with it. I think I'm about halfway through now. Yeah, you'll, you're, this, this is, is easy for him. This is not at all like the the death chip, Ari. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the only one that who's was, actually I, truly suffered on this show. The mayonnaise. Yeah, the mayonnaise was Did pretty I not bad, suffer? Was that I, physically painful? 
Yes. That was, that was <laughs> the most me. disgusting. That was the most disgusting one to watch, mm-hmm. I will say. The exactly. death chip Great. was the most entertaining to watch. Yeah. Grace Rayner's father, uh, or Grace Rayner's father watched that for the first time this week, and he is a retired op- optometrist. Mm-hmm. So he saw the brush Did of the scream? finger towards the eye, and he's, uh, Grace told me that he had a, a moment of pretty big nerve-wracking uh, emotions he had to push down. So, uh, yeah, no, I... I uh, I'm going to do my best to to not have to relive anything like that again this year. You know, I'm going to lose a bet, but <laughs> when, hopefully when your Andy finger moved up to your eye, I screamed like it's on <laughs> video. <laughs> and the funniest thing about it was, too, is like I had the foresight to wear gloves. Right. It's like the gloves don't do anything. You if shove you- the glove in your eye. <laughs> then, yeah, then you touch your eye. That was I was worried about you that weekend. Or yeah, and the funniest thing about the whole thing, that. too, is my parents were like begging me not to do it. They didn't want me to do it because they thought I was going to get sick. They they read online that people got bloody noses from it. Jeez. <laughs> I'm having a hard time squeezing it now. I'm getting toward the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Well, you should have gone with the I cap off could, from the begin with. You well, could dip a pretzel so, into it. I could, but I'm going to finish it now and, and save my pretzel. I have another bottle of this. Maybe I'll just enjoy my pretzels with my, my Dijon mustards. And yeah, maybe throw show. a hot dog in there. Or maybe you've probably had enough of it after this, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy that you you paid your debts, Andy. We're gonna have to come up with another one now. How many Bobby, more? Bobby McKay on the in the chat says, Andy, you're gonna be so sick. Hope you're not traveling to a game this week. So that is something I am concerned about because people have reached out saying they've had friends who did this for money or because they lost a bet, and that it's not when you're doing it that the, it's it's after that there's some uh, some ill effects. Which you know, I'll let you guys know. I'll let you guys know. Uh, David Green says, just joined and saw you squeeze a bottle of mustard out like a Gatorade. Don't know what I expected. That's what you should have expected. Yeah, that's what the show is. Um, mm, You got to get it, scoop it out. You got to get like a knife in there now. Uh, I may have to. I may have to let you guys open with scissors while I get a knife. Ari, here's how you can tell that he's enjoying it too much. It's been five minutes and it's already almost gone. Yeah, I don't know if he's trying to. we We thought he'd need the whole show. Yeah, I had a feeling this was going to happen. I saw Andy drink steak uh, a few weeks ago, so um, I don't know if there's an eating challenge that we can throw at this man that'll that'll get him. Yeah, mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> I think we've established. Should we just that. run back mayonnaise and do it again? No, because <laughs> we know what's gonna like when we did the mayonnaise. I was actually kind of hopeful that I would like it, and that because I've gone my whole life hating mayonnaise, and I thought maybe. I haven't tried it in a while. Maybe things have changed because it would be just—it'd be easier to go through life liking mayonnaise. I don't even know how you tasted it. It was in coffee, and it's like the strongest flavor. No, 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 no. I'm the, the plain mayonnaise after the NC State Pit game in 2020. He's oh, had, that's right. He's, he put the mayonnaise in the, a, in the. Ari's, Ari's blocked that moment out because oh it's yeah, the most well that one was close. Thing we've I thought you were going to vomit. Show. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know what would have happened to our viewership if you would have actually vomited, but we. Uh, Okay, we, we made it a long way now. So do you want to come up with some new bets, guys? Um, he's done. Do, you can do be we, done. Uh, yeah, I'm not done yet, but done. I'm working he on it. Even, he didn't even eat the pretzels. This is... I'm saving the pretzels. This is my post, post-podcast snack. Yeah, that'll probably settle the stomach a little bit. I've if got some calories to burn. Like, I had a nice workout this morning. I've, uh, I've, had, I've consumed, like... Now, I did, I did have coffee with some cream in it. So I've consumed a couple hundred calories before this. So... You know, I, I've got plenty of spare to down these pretzels with some delicious Dijon mustards. And once I, you know, finish this bottle, because I have a second. But let's talk about some games. Because 
I just, last weekend, I made the mistake, I think it was on our Tuesday show, saying, Ari, it seems like a kind of a lackluster week. And it turned out to be the greatest week ever. I'm not saying a word this time. Because I got a feeling no, maybe college you should football say. is good. I think okay. you should. Ari and Nicole, it's going to be a, this looks like a bum week. This looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what group of five conference will have three upsets of high-ranked power five teams this week. But um, you know what? I, I don't know. We're, we have some games that we're going to pick. Can we just start with Iowa, please? Because I want to make a point Can about we? Iowa. Yeah. Let's do it. We don't, don't know talk if, about okay. Iowa enough on this show. I don't know if it's because I'm not an Iowa fan, but I think that as long as that they don't make a change and they continue with the status quo, that it is must-watch television. Like, I find it to be incredibly entertaining. Like, how bad can it get to me is is inherently Why interesting Why do you think television. we keep talking about it? No, I know. But, like, when if, if they would have been like, you know what, we're, we're going to move quarterback. Uh, we're going to move to Padilla now and, and, and bench Petrus. I'd be like, ah, that stinks. But like, I'm happy that. that this is No, I just, like, I want to watch so, this game, and I want to see how bad it can get. So I, I'm with you totally, and I, I saw someone commenting that, like, there are all these college football fans that are kind of like hate watching Iowa and trying to make it a personality trait. It is not, it is actually extremely compelling television that they did score their lone offensive touchdown of the season when they started on the opponent's 16 yard line. And you weren't sure, right? Like you were like, is this a short enough field? And it was, but then they couldn't do anything else. I mean, how many times has it ever happened? I've been meaning to ask Matt Brown, our stats guy, has it ever happened that you block two punts in a game and lose that game? I mean, usually you would think that that would be a sign of success. So anyway, I agree. I think it's must-watch TV. I think Kirk Ferentz is is really digging his heels in on this. He straight up said, I don't care what the fans think. I don't care what the media thinks. And I'm going to do whatever I want with this I mean, offense. And I mean, they have to pay the whole gross domestic product of the state to fire him. So it's not like he's going to go anywhere. Um, right, but he but the quarterback change, like he he said that it's it's his call. It, it is, and again, we might see Padilla, but I just, he's really digging in on this. Like, I just think this is going to be an interesting game, and you're playing a team that just lost to an FCS team. It's going to be it's going to be must see must see TV. Nevada Nevada did just lose to Incarnate Word. Ari is zooming in on himself. You, you got to watch the YouTube of this, not just for me drinking. Mustard. I just like wanted to see. I'm going right after this. I'm Ari, going to get my Ari's like trying to up. zoom into his pores using his new camera. We'll be right back after this message from one of our lovely sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team, faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who are actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. 
LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring, and it's time you join that number. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash CFB23. That's linkedin.com slash CFB and the numbers 2-3 to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right. Nevada is a 23.5 point underdog. Iowa, 23.5 point favorite. Has Iowa point. hasn't scored 23.5 points yet this season. They uh, They've scored combined. 14. Yeah. So that's that's asking them isn't to be more than triple. Isn't Nevada one of the worst teams in college football this year, though? They lost to Incarnate Word last week. That okay. happened. Um, they but they, okay. Yes. This is let's do some math. The over under on this game is thirty nine and a half. They're a twenty three and a half point favorite. What does that mean? They think the score is going to be twenty four to nothing. No. Oh wait, we're using three. the under- total will equal thirty nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I thought you meant like, what do you think that the, the yeah, no, okay. But hey, we'll keep on the brand of not doing good math. Um, so the, so 24 to 15. Uh, that would be, that would be 39 points. No, that's, 24 to 15 not, would not be not a 23 and a half point win for Iowa. Oh, oh, 20. I honestly, I'm trying to figure out. This is great. This is such good math. pod right here. It's. It's so much funnier watching. Okay, Ohio or uh, Iowa has to win by twenty three and a half. Yeah, so twenty four, three four. What's the? I can't figure it out. <laughs> thirty nine <laughs> minus twenty four is. Oh my gosh, this is great. Fifteen, right? Keep it up. Keep it up. <laughs> yes. keep, go, keep going. Talk it through. Talk through it. Show your work. Uh, yeah. Okay. So thirty one. Oh, Somebody gave to it seven. to you in the comments. Don't, oh, I'm not even looking at the comments. I'm not looking at the That's comments. why you should. The score oh. you're looking for is around 31-7. Okay. 32-7, something like that. 30, 32-6. Oh, yeah. I should have been yeah. able to figure that out. That yeah. was bad. Yeah. yeah. Hey, just listen. 30, that, I, was, uh, that was highly entertaining, though. I enjoyed it. You guys yeah. want to be, be laugh that. even more? There should be a math I segment every single week. Know for a fact that I could not pass a high school English test and I write for a living. So like <laughs> if you think that that is embarrassing, like I don't know what an adverb is. Yes, you do. Shockingly, Ari does not know what an adverb is. What is an adverb? I just Ari. That's why you didn't, that's why you didn't get that joke. <laughs> uh, but you know the word adverb and you don't know what an adverb is. This is Mm-mm. like I don't know like technical grammar stuff. <laughs> I just like yeah. have been writing enough. So you never use the, you never use the gerund stand when you were you were diagramming sentences. In All school? I know is I know how to write about sports, and then if there's something wrong, then someone else is paid to fix that thing. <laughs> the, oh well, the, the grammar stuff. Please, if I was perfect with grammar, then why would we have editors? Please never go out on your own, Ari. <laughs> please st- <laughs> stay in the loving the loving this, arms of the athletic with with our fantastic editors. Yeah, we should go down the list of that. This conversation is a little bit like the Iowa of uh, of, of sports yeah. writing. You yeah. are to math what Iowa is to offense. Yeah. Um, and so I, am I. Yeah, that's because I didn't true. get it either. <laughs> and somehow we, people keep thinking I can do it, which is also what they're doing right, with Iowa's so, offense. So. so 
here's here's the the real question. Do we believe that Iowa can score 31 or 32 points? I firmly believe that Iowa can hold Nevada to seven or six or less. Well, okay. So I would like to know how many points are going to be scored by the defense. Because I think Mm -hmm. if you have a pick six or two, yes, absolutely. But in general, no. I'm going to go, I'm going to take Nevada on the points and I'm going to go under. I know, I, I don't know if we do over and under, under, but under for Iowa feels like the safest bet that there possibly is in college. 30, 30 to nothing or, or 27 to nothing feels like a perfectly reasonable outcome for this game. Who's especially winning if that? the defense scores a touchdown or, or sets the offense up. In, in I think it's remarkable. Iowa should, every... Iowa should win this game, but I just don't know how comfortably. I think it's remarkable that every single week we automatically assume that Iowa is going to score a special teams or defensive touchdown. Like that's an easy thing to do. Like they're not going to score a defensive touchdown every week. Now they it's might. It's easy this week, for them but, because they're elite at those things. I mean, how much better which is what is, makes this so fascinating? How much two, better is South Dakota two State? Two safeties in that game. That's how hard much to better do. is South Dakota State than Nevada? Uh, South Dakota State's probably better. Yes. So. Nevada's whole team went to Colorado State with Jay Norvell. Yeah. So you got that. Guys, I just want to hit Iowa in the over one time. I want to let you know. I want to announce the mustard is done. Okay. Bijan Robinson, Bijan Mustardson. This is a tremendous product. I highly recommend it to everyone. Great on its own. Can't wait to try it on these pretzels later because I want to pop these pretzels back in the microwave so I can do some dipping. So I got another bottle. We may go through two bottles of Dijon Musterson today. You're just only going to watch me do one. Yeah, I think for your sake, you should probably just relax. But, you know, that's up to you. Let's head to our watch to watch for presented by Sling Game. That is Oklahoma, Nebraska. Big noon Saturday on Fox. Oklahoma's only a 10 and a half point favorite. Scott Frost just got fired. Mickey Joseph, your interim coach at Nebraska. Nebraska just lost to Georgia Southern. A whole lot of weird here. So Oklahoma is a 10 and a half point favorite. Nebraska, the, the over under on this game is 65 and a half. I will point out Nebraska gave up 45 to Georgia Southern last week in a game where the total was 87 points. Oklahoma might score enough to hit the over against this defense unless something dramatic has changed since Mickey Joseph took over. Yeah, I I am surprised by that. Also a little bit surprised that Oklahoma is not a bigger favorite. Although I will say Nebraska played Oklahoma way closer than we thought was possible last year. And this is Brent Venable's first time on the road and first big game as a head coach of the Sooners. The offense came alive late right before halftime last mm-hmm. week, but hasn't been world beating. I think that it will look that way against Nebraska's defense. But yeah, to me, this is an easy, easy pick. Um, although I guess you do have the factor of how are they going to play for an interim head coach who you know, Nebraska's athletic director has said is going to get consideration for the full-time gig. This is a nine-game audition. You're trying to provide some sort of spark and positive energy for the Nebraska team. So I I get that that is a variable, but I mean, I've got the Sooners are going to cover this. And I agree with you. I think they're going to be able to pick their number on this Nebraska defense. I mean, Georgia Southern is two games into Clay Helton's tenure, changing the offensive system and did that. Yes. They were a triple option team before. Now, this is why I take the over because Nebraska's offense is also pretty competent from what we've seen so far it's this good. year. Like they're going to score it's some points. You think 
three words, maybe dead cat bounce. Oh, I like it. Maybe you. you I mean, think last Nebraska year I, I think last year. That? I mean, last year I thought that Oklahoma was this is kind of the same scenario. Like Nebraska had an embarrassing loss in the beginning of the year. Scott Frost hadn't been fired yet, but it was a world of dysfunction. And the game was in Norman, so... Uh, but Nebraska's defense had been good. Like, the, the Nebraska's defense was good in the it, Illinois game. I mean, the spread right. is 10.5 for a reason. Like, you know, it's not going to be 56-20. to 20. Like, I think that we're, it's going to be a closer game than people are are probably uh, thinking. So you, it's you're like, well, saying th- this is a what does Vegas know that we don't know spread? It, it feels like it. If it was 17 or 20, like I'd be like, oh, I think I still like Oklahoma here. But the fact that it's so low... You know, it could be one of those games that turns out to be 45 to 54. You know what I mean? Like, if that's yeah. the case, because, like, I still think that we have a lot to find out about Oklahoma's defense, don't we? We do. They have not been challenged yet. So uh, I am I am curious. But the thing is, I feel like if Oklahoma's defense does get challenged and does get scored on, that will cause Oklahoma to just score more offensively. Yeah, I think I and like the over fast. here. I like the over here. Yeah, I don't know I that I like here. I don't know that I like laying 10 and a half on the road. Yeah, I, I love the over here, so I'm I'm good with that. Ten and a half feels still feels low. I don't I don't care that they're on the road. I don't care about what happened. They gave up forty five to Georgia Southern, and now Oklahoma is coming. I mean, holding Kent State to three is pretty impressive. I mean, yeah. Kent State's one of the more powerful, or has been at least, you know, one of well, the they, more they run that op- Baylor offense and and the old Baylor offense. It's the same offense that Oklahoma runs, by the way. So, I mean, and, yeah, they they've had a a pretty easy time scoring in the max. So they've got some, some talent on that team and to score three points, you know, I know talent and talent, but you know, it, it maybe Oklahoma's defense is pretty good too, but if Oklahoma goes in there and wins 56 to 14, I think I'd be surprised. Let's go to another one that looks like a, what does Vegas know that we don't line Michigan state plus three at Washington. Now look, I know Washington has looked impressive so far, but they've played Kent state who we just talked about, and they play Portland State. We don't know what Kalen DeBoer's team really is. I'm happy to see Michael Penix Jr. doing well after three consecutive season-ending injuries at, at Indiana, but I feel like Michigan State's a more known commodity at this point. But we, so here's the thing, like last year, Washington struggled with FCS competition. Like I get, I get that factor, but I do think we've seen some things from Michael Penix Jr., the blocking for him, the passing game, all these things. Like, this is Michael Penix Jr.'s first healthy offseason ever, maybe? Like, I, I just think this has been kind of a revelation, and I, I totally understand why Michigan State fans and a lot of people are, con- like, confused by this line. But I do think this is a very hard place to play. I also think that Michigan State – still to me looks very boom or bust with their offense. And like, we saw that very clearly in week one. I I think even Akron had a couple moments like early in this game where it looked like it could go a little bit differently. Still had one of the worst passing defenses, or if I think maybe the actual worst passing defense in the country last year. Like I still don't know what I've learned about Michigan state this year. I think that some of what we think about them is still, well, you know, kind of rolling over from last year so I don't really have a problem with this because I think it is going to be a really good test for Michigan State. And I understand they're ranked and they're, you know, going to an unranked opponent. So it's weird that they're not favored. Yeah, the, but the ranking I, I actually, thing doesn't matter to me this time of year. I just I don't know about you guys. I don't care where anyone is. I'm gonna say it. Michigan State's gonna win this football game. 
I am too. I mean, I'm I'm picking it. I mean, I, I yeah. They're yeah. In, in our run, also, the spread I, is wrong. Yeah, in our run your pool pool, I I have already picked them. Like the, yes. I'm definitely taking them. That's one I felt very confident about. I thought you were going like, to push back at me, Andy, and make me do a bet, but we're on the same side. No, on this one, no, huh? no. I'm. I this this feels weird to me, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Kalen DeBoer is going to lead Washington to the promised land, and they're going to start by taking down Mel Tucker and the crew. Well, here's the thing, too. You got to you got to take into account that Michigan State opened favored, uh, and it moved four points because there's a right. chance that Jaden Reed's not playing. And if Jaden Reed doesn't play, then all of a sudden Michigan State's but, offense is in a in a different position. So, um, yeah, but they have other guys. They have other dudes. Like he hasn't even had like these insane performances this year yet. Yeah, I don't know that if any single player that's not the quarterback is worth four points, no. four and a half points. I think the spread's wrong. Let's stay on this on the West Coast. BYU going to Oregon. Oregon favored by three and a half. You know, I wonder how much. What happened to Oregon against Georgia is influencing everything else because I'm not sure that's representative. Georgia may just do that to everyone, and we'll get to Georgia and South Carolina in a minute. But Vegas seems to think Oregon's okay because they wouldn't be picking Oregon over BYU if they didn't, if they thought Oregon was just the team that got smashed by Georgia and was going to be lackluster all season. I think that I'm with you on the on the Georgia thing. Because, you know, there have been times where you think a team is very good and they play Georgia and they suck the soul out of them. And then the next thing you know, they're pretty impressive in the following weeks, you know. And I do think that it's kind of a slippery slope to just assume that Oregon now won't be able to beat BYU, especially if it's at home, right? So, you know, yeah. I I mean, I, I think it's kind of a coin flip game. And, you know, I like getting points in these types of games, but... You know, if Oregon came out and smacked them, that would not be surprised at this all. Is a I wouldn't coin, touch a, this it's game. A, it's a three and a half point spread in favor of the home team. It is literally a coin flip game. So I, yeah, I don't feel strongly about it enough to bet it. I don't think, but um, you know, if Oregon came out and took care of business in a pretty impressive way, that would not be shocking to me. I I think the way that I'm thinking about this game is absolutely colored by the last two weeks, and I agree that Georgia is probably going to do that to a lot of teams. But I also think it, the way BYU won the game in double overtime, despite multiple missed field goals for the win twice in that game, um, I just I, I like BYU. And I think, again, I don't know if I feel confident enough to actually put any money on this, but I do like the idea that if BYU wins this game, we're going to be talking about them in the college football playoff. I think that's interesting. I usually mm-hmm. root for interesting in this sport. And yes. I love Jared uh, Paul. I got B- a story BYU's on him schedule. Uh, on The Athletic. I just yeah. want everybody to know, too, because I think it's kind of crazy. Is this our third time picking Nicole? Yes. It is my goal to get Nicole hammering games because she's dipped her toe in the water a little bit. But I want her to hammer. Well, I'm, I'm, sh- with, I'm with the call on this. BYU <laughs> winning this game makes the, the whole season more interesting because they've already beaten Baylor. If they can beat Oregon... Yep. They also have Notre Dame and Arkansas coming up. Now, we'll see what Notre Dame is. We don't know what Notre Dame is at this point. But they have Notre Dame and Arkansas. If they win all the games, if they're undefeated, there's a real good chance they make the CFP. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, I guess what- and that's 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 the schedule. Like, a couple years ago, before Cincinnati made it, I remember, I think it was Chris Vanini asked Gary Barda, like, what what is it going to take for a group of five team or non-power five team to make it? And he was like, BYU schedule and like here it is. Here are all these Power Five opponents. 
Um, and I just, I really like Jaron Hall. I've got a story out. Uh, this is publishing Friday. It's out on our website today. And I just really enjoy him. I think he's, I think he's a really interesting quarterback. And I, I, I just really like this team. And I just, again, I'm rooting for interesting. So don't, maybe that's not a reason to actually put money down on something, but it is we a think reason we, to emotionally. We think Baylor is better than Oregon, right? No. We don't? I, I think they're probably about equal. Yeah, I, I, I think, think that maybe. Baylor's probably better than Oregon. I think Baylor um, is one of the better teams in the Big 12 and one of the teams that can compete for the Big 12 title. But I also think Oregon is one of the teams that can compete for the Pac-12 title. Yes, I think that if if BYU goes undefeated this year, then that is a playoff resume. Yeah, because Arkansas, yes. so far, so good. We'll see as they go Might forward. be the best team on that schedule. Might, might be. We'll be right back after these words. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, guys, we have two huge non-conference games in the SEC. Where are we going? Are we going to Aggieland or are we going to the Plains first? I say let's go. Let's start in College Station. All right. Oh, wait. Is that game in Coral Gables? Where is that game? Uh, it's in College, College Station. Station. Never, never a game okay. in Coral Gables. Miami Gardens, possibly, but never Coral Gables. And that I make is that a, mistake every uh, time. Right. Well, point was- recruiting. So that was just a that was just a default knee jerk reaction. My apologies to the uh, Nicole. I say it every time, and he corrects me every time. So don't feel bad. Yeah, no, it's I just, just like, funny because that's what that's what all better. the Florida and Florida State fans make fun of Miami for. Like you guys don't even have an on campus stadium. So like it yeah. is a uh, no. It is at, at Kyle Field, and it is fascinating because Texas A and M, after losing to Appalachian State with a woeful offensive performance now faces a stretch of four increasingly more difficult opponents. Miami, Arkansas at a neutral site next week, at Mississippi State the following week, at Alabama the week after that. Some stuff's got to change, or they are on a an express ride to 7-5 and five or 8-4 and four is, land. Is A&M's offensive situation like Iowa light? Were you just kind of like waiting so- to see if they break through this or... So I, I was I was thinking about that exact situation earlier today, and it feels different because I feel like you're you have a head coach who's more willing to make a quarterback change, and also even though Jimbo wants to call the plays and like wants to run a specific offense, I still think like he will adapt and change and tweak things in a way that Iowa is so set on what specifically they're doing and they're just waiting for receivers to be healthy enough to see if it changes anything and not schematically not like actual by, shifting by, by of anything way, where i feel like a&m might have to do that 
massive indictment of the Ferentz family when you say that Jimbo Fisher it might be more adaptable than them. <laughs> but don't, but don't you think You're right. so? I feel like the Ferentz 100%. family is like also, I kinda, not moving off of this. Like to picture what Iowa would look like if they had Evan Stewart on their team, uh, but they wouldn't uh, throw to him. They would. <laughs> he transferred might, to Purdue and, and total is a. Uh, he'd be a hell of a decoy. Last he, total in two games. He'd be yeah, a hell he'll of a decoy. The country in receptions. <laughs> Um, I don't know if we are, are we on the point now where we think Miami's good. Don't know what Miami is. They haven't been tested yet at all. We we think Tyler Van Dyke is good, but I, I will say I think yes. we're going to see Max Johnson in this game for Texas A and M. Yep. I don't know if he starts, but I think we're going to see him. But what is it about Max Johnson that makes you think anything's going to be different with him? He's not. He's a different person. He's just a that's different. It. That's his number one qualification. Well, like I, you, that's usually why. That's usually why you like the backup quarterback. Yeah, and but I've seen him win like games in the SEC. That's not why I like the backup quarterback. I like the backup quarterback because I think that they're recruited higher. He has seven right? more SEC wins and <laughs> seven more yeah. SEC losses than Haynes King. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Max Max Johnson had one really good game in his entire career. No, he had a few. I mean, the, the Florida yeah. game in 2020 is one of them. But, like, he had a great game against Texas A&M last year. He beat them with a pass, you know, yeah. a 28-yard touchdown pass at 20 seconds to go. Yeah, I guess, like, a different quarterback gives you a different option. It's just kind of the same thing that's, like, with the Iowa thing. It's like, do they switch the quarterback and all of a sudden they're going to put up 30 a game? Like, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> um, but I feel like the pressure to win this football game is pretty high for Jimbo Fisher. Oh, I mean, you saw the message board geniuses Twitter this week. Those guys were. Whew. Did you see the the post about one of the fans saying that if he has this huge buyout, the only way that we can get him to go is by making him want to leave and like coming up with like <laughs> multiple torture scenarios that aren't violent, but also would make him his life miserable. Uh, like wait, is flattening it, his tire and stuff every day? So that he all star scenario, like every song he hears is smashed. Basically, like do all those types, treat him like like shit in public. <laughs> like it was just this, this random Texas A and M's fans uh, way of like treating him wow. so terribly everywhere he goes that he'll just want to leave the city. And it's like, are we at that point in, in College Station now that we should be that well, you know? It'll I mean, get people worse thought that Jimbo Fisher they, was like the the savior of the program a month ago. What were you saying, he Nicole? Got his extension. He got his extension last year. I was going to say, I mean, if you think this is a low point, watch if they lose four games here or three of four. I mean, it's going to get – it could get it could get really rough. I, I also don't think – one thing that changing the quarterback doesn't necessarily change is the offensive line and some of the other problems that Bryce Foster had coming that back, led though. to – Okay, all right. So there's a boost. But I was going to say, I mean, like the time of possession and the amount of snaps in, in that app state game were extremely concerning. And like, that's mm-hmm. obviously not something you can continue to do. Um, I, I also like Tyler Van Dyke, but I just think A&M has to win this game and they're, they're going to, and they're going to change quarterbacks. Going, they're going to do whatever they have to. Going two and two in this four game stretch is difficult for almost anybody. And A&M probably to have this kind of season at once needs to go three and one. And that's, yeah. It's going to be hard. Well, I mean, at what so. point does a fan base just kind of let go of the season that we want stuff and just hope that they build something this year for next year? Because, like, that was kind of the plan uh, always anyway, right? Game, that's that's where they'll be. Yeah. Uh, you think that and there's I coming back from losing to App State? Maybe. Coming back? No, I, mean, I, I just think... I, I just think it's like you're at this point where it's like you're you're so many seasons into the Jimbo Fisher era. Like, I don't think you can do that. Like, Notre Dame coming off a of Marshall loss. Like, 
they will have to figure out ways to get better and like to grow and everyone will reframe their expectations for Marcus Freeman's first year. This feels different because Jimbo's been there so long and we know. But I always thought that this year was kind of like a build up to how good I think they're going to be next year. So if you fully embrace that, you get younger players in. You're not you an tr- A&M fan, though. You're, I'm around them all day, sitting, though. But you're not sitting through eight and four year after year. And No, I know, but uh, I think a rational A&M fan came into the year knowing they weren't going to win the SEC this year. But they didn't so it was think embarrassing they were going to lose week. to App State. Sure, That's absolutely not. I'm not, I'm, not trying to ex- I'm not excusing it. I'm trying to say if they frame the season moving forward in a different way, it might not be a torturous experience. You know what I mean? If they If they could just build something for uh you know the next few weeks with you know positive things to grasp onto as you build for your program next year i think that's a way to do it i don't know um i also am like just kind of waiting to see if there's a quarterback on the bench there that's really really good um and every week that he's in in practice he might be better so uh we'll see about that auburn elvis our friend says you know if you don't have time to talk about auburn penn state you can do it some other time no we're going to talk about it right now <laughs> Nittany Lions, three-point favorite, on the road, on the plains. And I feel like this is a game where, look, somebody has to lose, obviously. Either fan base, no matter which one, no matter how the game goes, whichever fan base is the fan base of the losing team, they will jump off a cliff. Like, it will be the end of the world. Okay, I got to be honest. I think I said this last year, but I'm going to say it again. Is Penn State and Auburn the Spider-Man picture of them pointing at each other? Right now, yes. 100%. I mean, their teams are the same every year. Except, except James Franklin's not getting fired, and Brian Harson probably is. No, I think that the administrative I situations think, are different. I think that's but I'm talking very about, different. No, I know. That, I that, that specific is. thing is different. But their team is always the same type of team every year. It's like, pretty good. Definitely plays up to their rivals. It's this is not this is great. Gonna be you know I don't know a desperation situation game and doesn't it probably doesn't need to be but I, I get I just get that feeling like if if Penn State loses this game they're gonna go well Auburn tried to get rid of their coach and they're not that good this year and we can't even beat them how in the hell are we ever gonna beat Ohio State and we're stuck with James Franklin for uh, umpteen more years because his contract's eighty five percent guaranteed like that's where they're gonna go with that Auburn fans now they might be a little more kind of defeatist about it. I hope they're accepting of it already. Because I think they know what's coming. I think they're on a one-track train to a destination that's going they, to happen if, no matter what, though. If they lose it, because I think they're still holding out hope. I also think there's some people that, that are behind Brian Harson because of the way that Auburn treated him and the way that he's handled it. So I, I think he's got some fans out there that want to see him kind of stick it in people's eye. But if they lose this game, if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm going, I'm looking at the rest of the schedule and going, oh, God. I think Penn State's probably going to take it worse. I think you're probably right because Penn State is locked in here. Like you, when you're yes. when you're in a when you're in a a fan situation, you know Auburn can say this is not going to be a, a great year for us, but hey, we're going to make the right hire next time, and we have hope to change. You know what I mean? Yes. With with Penn State, it's just kind of like, all right, well, look down at the watch here and say, hey, well, we got another decade of this, you know. And I think that's that's more tough to swallow. I I agree, and I also think like especially let's say it starts to go <laughs> south and. James Franklin rides Sean Clifford all the way through and doesn't bring in the quarterback that Ari would like to see and Drew Alar. Like, it's not, I mean, it's like, not they, Ari they, wants to see. Everyone wants to see. Okay, him, right? I, I would like to okay. see, but no. But I'm yeah. saying, Ari's like, channeling the fan base with his Drew Aller. Yeah, I, I feel like I'm not the only one here. 
No, you're not. But also, I'm just saying there are things that can happen in this game that will leave Penn State fans extremely frustrated. And that is one of those outcomes. I agree. I also think that these teams are similar in that, like, they always have a couple of great defensive players. They always have, you know, a couple great um, skill players offensively. Like, but, you know, are there limits at the quarterback position? Is the quarterback prone to making mistakes? Like, there's always questions about like how limiting they are so i i agree with you guys on on this i i think that the idea of making a change and the next guy being the guy is always something that's like really inspiring I, my, my boyfriend's an iowa fan he was distraught that nebraska oh my god i don't know what you're because- can you give me a little window into how your relationship has been this year the last two weeks? Uh, well, I, you know, he's just been really sad. Really sad. But <laughs> he he is so upset that Nebraska made a change and he knows Iowa won't that it is like doubly depressing to him because he sees that Nebraska fan base has hope now that the next guy will figure something out. And meanwhile, he is stuck with Kirk Ferentz and his son, Brian Ferentz, calling the same offense with Spencer Petrus. Like, so it is, it's very frustrating. So I think the idea of hope and that if there is a tough loss, that it might lead to change, which brings hope is a very strong motivator in college. But like on the other, on the other, I think that's a very good point, Nicole, but on the other hand too, on this, in this game, like Penn state's actually recruiting pretty well and Auburn can't even get anybody to look at them. So, and I think that that's kind of just like you, the change has to come no matter what. So I like Penn State in the game. I think they're a better football team this year. Now, I'm kind of hoping that somebody else might play quarterback, or at least for a little bit in this game. Um, but I think that if that happens, Penn State wins by more than three. All right, we shall see. Let's let's go in the SEC. We're going to go pretty rapid fire here through the rest of these games. We'll stay in the SEC. This is a Georgia at South Carolina. Georgia is a 24 and a half point favorite. That is a huge spread. For an SEC game, for the road team, and Vanderbilt is not involved. Yet I still think they cover. Suck the soul out of the game. It says 38-10 written all over it, maybe. And and I think, okay, so interestingly enough, I I had not thought about this till last night, but South Carolina is the last team to beat Georgia in a game that Georgia was supposed to win. That was in 2020. When's the next time we see Georgia lose a game it's supposed to win? I think they've entered that Alabama territory where they're just not going to do that. Yeah, my best friend was getting married that day. We were uh, I was helping him take, you know, those pictures that you take when you're a groomsman and you have to like put the cufflinks on and they come in and take the picture. Uh, yes. That game was on the television, that South Carolina game. And I just kept yelling at him, how could you get married on separation Saturday? And it was exactly like, it became right. a thing. Um, no, I think that it's going to be one of those, you know what Georgia is? They're a... And Andy, correct me if I have the wrong snake here, okay? Because you're like the snake expert. What (laughs) snake wraps around like the body of its prey and then gently... Isn't that the... A boa constrictor? It's a big... I think it's a boa constrictor because that's the name, right? Well, it's all all of it. They're all constrictors. Pythons, anacondas, boa constrictors. You know, until right now, I didn't know that the word boa constrictor, that the word constrictor applied to what the English definition of that word is. Um... (laughs) They're a boa constrictor. They they slowly. 
No idea. This is like Ari Elementary School. We've got their basic math and now science. I, I had to explain. I had to explain the concept of a cotton mouth to Ari. I'm afraid, which was, which was fun because Ari's not lived in the southeast, so he doesn't know what a cotton mouth is. That's another name for a water moccasin. A water moccasin is a pit viper, which is the same family as rattlesnakes. It's essentially a rattlesnake with no rattle that can swim. You know, and, and, I'm not, and they're I they're think, eating Burmese pythons in the Everglades now because USA. Like we're we're taking on the invasive species with our native ones. I don't think I'm doing a very good job of of coming off as not stupid on this podcast. So I'm going to try my best to. But all they <laughs> all they do is they wrap their bodies around you, and they don't pop you right away all the time. Well, but you, they just you know what they do? Squeeze and squeeze. It's, it's and not sque- gentle, but in what they do is they they let you relax, <laughs> and as soon as they feel the animal breathing, they squeeze harder. Yeah. Is that what is that the scientific thing that they do? That is what they do. Yes. They yeah, constricting. Yes. So I'm sorry about an expert on the All right, George is an anaconda. <laughs> George is was Ice Cube an anaconda? I think he was an anaconda. I don't know, man. Just I'm trying my best to get some analogies here and it's All not right. working. Let's let's Could move you imagine to if I took the SAT tomorrow? That's the Either bet. one. That's the <laughs> next bet. We're going to make Ari take the SAT. Can you do a PSAT? A PSAT practice test? Oh my test? God. I just want to see Ari go to a high school and be like, I signed up for this one. You could make the bet of whoever does this has to take a PSAT and it reveal their yeah, score to the public. You got to take, like the, you gotta take the, the full bull SAT. Yeah, we I'm can not, find yeah, an I don't SAT, know. like an SAT prep class. Like, we can find a fake SAT for you to take anytime. No, no, no. The real thing. How could I show up to no, a high school as a 35-year-old man and take the SAT? You pay to take it, and they take your money, yeah, and you take it. Yeah, they can't stop you. All oh, right. It's, it's not a, a high school idea, pro- Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I got I it all. Wait. I got it A standardized test. Ari's going to take a standardized test. You know what I took? When I took the SAT, the SAT, I got an 1150 which is not a very good score, but it was good enough to get into an in-state school. And the next, uh, the night before I went to prom. So like I, and I never took a PSAT class or anything. And I got a pretty good score for somebody who had zero preparation and was hung over. You signed up for an SAT the day after prom. I think I signed up for it before realizing when prom was, and it kind of just worked out that way. And then my dad took me to Chompy's after it was over. Ooh. But I took it hungover and unprepared, and I got a pretty good score. Holla! Yeah, yeah, I think so I'd be okay at it. So this makes me think that you taking it unprepared now could only really go one direction. Well, should as as you become an adult and you go out into the world, should your experience in life help prepare you to take a test like that, or is the fact no. that you haven't been to a class <laughs> it will not help you at all? Your score will go down. No, it's like, so your it's, score goes down. Like you, I guarantee you, if I took yeah, the SAT think, right now, I would score significantly lower than I did in high school. 100%. Because you're also like, you're being trained in a lot of the way that you're taking classes for those tests. So like the reading comprehension and the analogies and all the different things, like you're thinking about things a certain way. The math questions about like, if this train leaves at this time going this speed and this train leaves, like when was the last time you thought about a question like that, Ari? Yeah, that's true. Uh, But I do think I would do good on the analogies part. Well, you do well on the analogies part. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god this is listen we got three more games to get through and by god we're gonna do it let's go to baton rouge where brian kelly is one and one and the pirate is coming 
Mississippi State is a two and a half point favorite. Can Mike Leach, Sorry, who I think would do very well on the SAT, can Mike Leach beat Brian Kelly? I think he can. Last week, I uh, was out for uh, a work event with my wife, and I was absolutely uh, 100% certain that Mississippi State would cover the 11.5 point spread against Arizona last week. And I put a pretty hefty bet in on that, and I woke up the next morning, and I looked at the betting slip, and I bet Arizona on accident. <laughs> That's how I started my remember, Sunday last Remember week. how you said you were trying not to make people think you were dumb in this podcast? No, I know. I mean, that was awful. <laughs> and then I had Bengals Moneyline uh, the next day, so that was a really awesome two days of, of game. I think that yeah, Mississippi State was- is... Going to cover you the were spread, pretty depressed but I, in, you're, you're pretty, Ari was pretty depressed in our group chat last Sunday, and this makes a lot more sense now. I didn't realize how yeah, you because, started the day. Uh, yeah, I need to get into this group chat. Yeah, I'm, you do. Am I too well, old? It, you don't like, watch do you The Bachelor, well, so you're not welcome. It's it's about The Bachelor, so you'll okay. Never that. mind. I want nothing to do with. By the way, there will be a bet <laughs> this year where if I lose, I'm forced to watch The Bachelor and recap it for you guys. And you, yeah. yes. Everybody I mean, who makes that, that. you know who watches idea. it now? My exactly. dad, who used to make fun of me for doing beautiful. It. Well, it's, so it's, the the bet will be that I have to watch The Bachelor and recap it, and you have to watch Avengers Endgame and recap it. If you lose, I, I would rather you, do anything I, than do that. Exactly. Great, I think comic book movies movie. are. Yeah, I can't yeah. stand that stuff. All right, we'll we'll have to discuss this another yeah. time. It's a great movie. All right, we got two more um, games. I, Wait, are we Go ahead, do Nicole. we have to make a pick or are we just set? I'm gonna also I'm gonna take Mike Leach. I'm gonna take Mississippi State in this game. I just I, I, now I feel bad because I'm gonna I, I, I took the pirate in our pool. Now that we're all doing this, it's like it's like on game day when you see all the logos the same and you know that no, means Andy, that team's gonna lose. Mississippi State is one of those teams that's super uber talented, but the normal casual college football fan looks at them right. like they suck. And Mississippi State is old as yes. hell. So against a p- team with some guys who are top-end talent, but that's not quite all together yet, the, the grown-ass men, I like their chances. So, all right. Let's do one more. Let's do one more. Ari's favorite team. He's convinced they're making the playoff this year. I will predict. What do you think I should do with 1000 bucks? Um, you're not going to get it. Uh, you should send it to me because are you I'm getting win even it. remotely concerned about it? No, not even one percent. Fresno believe, State. I, I think this is way too much money for you two to be betting, but the, with each other on this. Fresno State, enough. twelve and a half point underdog at USC. Here's my prediction: one of Fresno State or Oregon State will cover against USC in the next two weeks. Well, one I of think them it's going to be the Beavers. Well, one of them beat them. The Beavers might beat them. Yeah. But I don't. I don't think Fresno yeah. State beats them. Yeah. I, um, no. I. I think that Fresno State is going to get its uh, breaks beaten off. Yeah. I, here's the I thing. USC think, is competent. I, offensively. I, I think they're they're more than competent. I think they're they're. This is like a Lincoln Riley offense. We're mm-hmm. we're seeing that. I have questions about them defensively. Like they've I've, they've forced a lot of turnovers. Been handed a lot of turnovers. Like I don't know if that stuff will keep up. But they will figure out how to get some stops. I'm with you, Ari. I'm with you. You just this dropped is, Oklahoma into the Pac-12, and Oklahoma makes the playoff every year. You don't think they're going to make the playoff this year? I don't. I don't because wait, I, like, you think they Oregon are? States, I one thousand percent think they're going to make the playoff this year. I don't think they play anybody good. I think that's really high expectations for year one. 
I still think Utah is a better. They they might not make it, but I just don't look at the schedule and say this is a team that's absolutely going to beat them. And if they're scoring 40 points a game in the Pac-12, then they might not lose. I don't think it's insane to think that they might make it this year. Well, you we shall see. I think they're a couple of years. I think they're a couple of years away, but I see where you're coming from. That's fair. Hopefully, They've got an easier than path than Oklahoma does. Yeah. Well, I, I'm fascinated. They've got the best young this. quarterback in college football. Well, and one of the best receivers. Yeah, and, and Kansas is undefeated in Big 12 play, so. Stuart Mandel speaking it into existence. He said Kansas would win three conference games this year. He also said they'd lose to Duke. And guess what? That sounds possible, too, because Mike Elko undefeated right now, too. Guys, it has been thank the you weirdest. For, oh, go ahead, Nicole. I was just saying, thank you for ending with the football programs that are Kansas and Duke. I appreciate that they got a shot out in the show. Absolutely. Guys, it's been the weirdest college football season of all in the first two weeks. Let's all hope it continues. We'll talk to you after the games.